millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Walker Report podcast in association with Hawks Brewery. It's the big fat part of the decade. I think we've stole that from somewhere, haven't we? If your family still hasn't come to blows this Christmas period, do turn up the volume and we'll see if we can help you by reliving the most miserable decade in Sunderland's history. A four-year contract for Jack Rodwell, deciding not to sign Ricky Alvarez and then still being forced to pay for him anyway. A star player sent to prison. A fan who went for a number two on his seat, Martin Bain and his ever-grown watch collection. Fans crying on Netflix. Successive Wembley defeats. And a little bit more we'll be discussing. Some of the most hideous moments of the decade, but hopefully we'll be able to cast your memories back to some of the finer moments of the decade. The Stamford Bridge demolition job, cheesy chips on Wembley Way, the great escape, six in a row, and relegating the mags. But first and foremost, let's meet our guest to discuss this decade. We've got fellow Roker reporter Sam. How are you doing, Sam? You all right? I'm good, mate. How are you? It's nice to be in not discussing a defeat the night before or whatever. It so is, isn't it? And it's in a much nicer set. Ten years of misery instead. That's... Ten years of full misery. It has been quite depressing, isn't it, to be honest? Um, our next guest grew up on the mean streets of Brazil. He still harbours dreams of playing up front for his country. Former Sunderland captain, Danny Collins, you all right? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having us back on. It's all right. Nice new setting, though, isn't it? Nice and cosy in here. Candles on, you know. It's, for looking those who, it's looking good. For those who cannot see, we're not in the uni studios, and it's uh, we've got candles. It's quite romantic, actually, this, Danny. <laughs> it's quite romantic. It's a living room, mate. We're in someone's living room here, aren't we? <laughs> Um, and last but not least, we're joined by massive lads fan and top flight time machine and Atletico men's man, Andy Dawson. You all right, Andy? I'm all right, yeah. Thanks for having us. I spoke like I'd known you for years there. We've just yeah, met, haven't we? I feel like we have, yeah. <laughs> and like, again, thanks for bringing us into this beautiful, uh, cosy environment. It's lovely. It's a wonderful setting. I just, it feels I very really, Christmassy. Why don't we just forget the decade <laughs> and just talk about the nice, lovely settings that we have here? So we'll go all the way back to 2009 2010 season. We were pretty mint then. Um, we started off the decade finishing 13th, which seems like really quite sad at the time. I remember being quite angry with that. Steve Bruce having his usual uh, fall from grace midway through the season. Top scorer was Darren Bent with 105 goals, I think, if I remember rightly. <laughs> and then things really got good in 2010-11. We signed Asimov Jean for £13 million, and that, everything was going to be rosy and fine. We had that Wigan game. Ever remember the Wigan game when he scored in his debut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Henderson, Nutmegan, Figaro or something like that. Steve Bruce will remind us of this. We finished 10th that year. It was as a result of the final game of the season, wasn't it? We, we leaped from 13th it to was. 10th or something, or I think just on the last result. Did Newcastle drop a 3-0 three, lead at half-time or something? But it was, um, it was a big jump right at the end, but 
But yeah, as for Mojan, I mean, you know, we signed a player whose nickname was Baby Jet. <laughs> and Anything seemed possible then. <laughs> and now look at us. God. Oh, God. And then the season after that, that's when, I think this is when things went a bit pear-shaped, lads, because that was when we basically sold anyone who was Canny Mint up front and signed Nicholas Bentner. Mm. Oh, God. But Bentner was our top scorer this season after, <laughs> and we finished, where did we finish that season? Oh, we finished 13th, because we had that really good run under Martin O'Neill, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that little three-month uh, period where everything was just glorious? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to West Brom thinking, we're going to win every game, and we got beat 4-0, and that was kind of the end of that honeymoon period. Yeah. David Vaughan's own goal when he fell over the ball into his oh. own net. Nice, yeah. I remember actually. I remember Lee Catamull just looking at him like, what are you doing? Why have you just yeah. fell on the ball into the back of the net? It's pretty horrendous that. Season afterwards, signed Stephen Fletcher. I always say things would have been okay if that Redden game hadn't been called off. It was and like that, an hour before kickoff or something. An hour before kickoff, like it was raining, it was the first home game of the season and instead our big yeah. our big game was against Morecambe, wasn't it? Yeah. Was yeah. It and then yeah, it would have been all very different, wouldn't it? We got did we get the quarterfinals of the cup that year? That was the same David Vaughan game, wasn't it? Was that Everton knocked us out? Or was that different? Aye, that was the David Vaughan fall. I think I'm getting my ears mixed up. It's all been quite a... Yeah. It's a, 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 a mirage of yeah. horror and blur. Yeah. Couple of solid um, table finishes here. What are you on about? I know. Oh, it soon goes south, don't worry. <laughs> it was a great escape after that. Oh, Connor Wickham being mint for about four games. Then the Jermaine the four years, pretty much. After that, finished 17th. Then we finished 20th. Then... We finished 24th in the championship, and now we are in League One. <sighs> but under the good news, we're going to start picking our favourite home wins yeah. of the decade. So we've asked, basically, it's it, we're calling it the Roker Report Best of the Decade Awards. That's It's not really catchy, is it? Is that yeah, catch- it's all right. It's not going to catch Could on. Could have been a bit better. Could have come up with something slightly better. We've asked our followers to nominate the finest moments of the decade, and our panel's going to pick the best from each including a best 11 of the decade. So I'll go in. I mean, again, I'm going to discuss the room and no one can tell where he is. I sat. Sam's opposite me. Andy's sort of close to me and, and Danny's the closest. So we'll go Sam, Andy, Danny. All right. So favourite home win. We've got five choices. Feel free to pick your own though and your memories of favourite home wins. We've got Spurs 3-1 in 09-10. The Man City 1-0 home win, which could be quite a few. I think it's the Poirier one. We've got Newcastle 3-0 i.e. the one where Stephen Fletcher scored that quality goal. Could ball over the Could top. Could ball over right. the top. Chelsea, 3-2. Don't need to remind anyone of that. And Everton, 3-0 at home. The, the Lamine Kone game. Yeah. What was your favourite? Uh, they're all great shouts. I remember the, um, the Tottenham 3-1. That was oh, not one of my earliest memories. I, I was about 10, 11, but... Jesus, that makes me feel good. <laughs> I remember, didn't uh, Bent miss two penalties, didn't he? He did. He scored one. He could have had a hat rig of penalties, but um, I remember we battered them and then they started to get back in the game and Zenden scored that goal where he was about 50 yards off the floor, wasn't he? But uh, no, that was a great one. I think for me, the Chelsea one sticks in my mind and it might be because it's more recent, but that game where we scored, Barini scored and then Defoe scored after. I remember when Defoe scored, he took his shirt off, he ran over the corner where I'm sat and it was just, it was mental. Like, I think I think for me, the Chelsea 3-2 sticks, it definitely sticks in the mind but they're all good shouts and I'm, it's making us very excited actually looking back at that, that list. It's uh, quite happy times. Do you not want to go for the Morgan in the League Cup? Do you know <laughs> when? No, it, it crossed my mind but no, no I think I'll stick Chelsea. Three. Jack Rodwell, Brace. Remember oh God, those yeah. days, the heady days of All Jack right. Rodwell braces? <laughs> um, 
Andy, what would your choice be? Um, towards the end of that list that you, you read out there, there was there was the Chelsea three two and the Everton three nil. I think they were both in the space of about three three days, three or four days. Proper heady days. It that. was them. Mm. Um, for me, it's the Everton one. I think because it was the one that kept us up, um, and it was it was a night match, and they were always a bit extra special. Yeah. Uh, Cornier scored two goals inexplicably. Sam Allardyce did his little dance on the pitch at the end. The, the, was it the Hulk Hogan was moment? The, yeah, it? I think you'd call it a dance, I'm not sure. But some kind of uh, thrusting rhythmic, rhythmical movement. But um, yeah, it was that one. It was just it was just fantastic. I mean, it, it was the culmination of those two games together that we had to get something from in order to stay up. But um, that whole kind of eight months or whatever it was that Allardyce was in charge, it, it, it kind of grew and grew. And I never thought we were going to get relegated. And we, you know, we... We, we escaped with those two games and, and the Everton one for me really sticks in the memory. And really looking back now, it was the night when a, a chapter closed in the history of the club. Yeah. You could say that was the night we died almost yeah. because it was David Moyes after that. <laughs> and then we've never, uh, I, I wouldn't say we've never looked back. We've never looked, we've never looked up. <laughs> almost anywhere, since then. So that was quite a really significant night in the, in the club's history for me. Um, and it's it's just been downhill since then. So that one really sticks in my mind. Do you know what David Moyes, right? And I was thinking about this the other day. I actually wanted him when he first came in. Can you ever remember not wanting him when he first came in? I, it was it was a kind of, I mean, I, I never want Allardyce to leave. I thought Allardyce was great for us. I thought it was a really great fit, but we'll come on to that later on. Because um, I've got more to say. But um, in terms of Moyes, it seemed as though it'd be a continuation of what Allardyce had done. He had yeah. that similar kind of quality about him. It obviously, it had gone wrong at Manchester United, but that wasn't a good fit for him. Whereas we were almost like an Everton type club, yeah. where you would thought he would, you know, nothing flash, nothing fancy, but he'd, he'd put together a team that would be, would kick on from what Allardyce had done. But you know, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? I just miss Jan Kirchhoff when I would discuss the Allardyce years. Yeah, I think probably the best player in the history of football. And the the my the, the, the um, Villa saga as well. Oh no, no, that was a turning point as well. Deleted Instagram for about a month after yeah. that, just in case one of his stories <laughs> yeah. popped up. So for me, it's the three 0 against Everton. Yeah, Danny. Before you mentioned the list, the one that sprung to mind, yeah, I'd say was the Everton game. Um, I was at the Chelsea the three two. I think was it must have done if I had a game myself that day. I remember being asked. It was like a cold, foggy. Sort yeah. of game, you remember it? It was yeah, a damn was. game. Um, a good game, obviously, came out on top. Um, but yeah, the Everton one, I think I was watching that on the telly that night. Uh, it was a Tuesday night game, I guess. Yeah, then, was something it? like that. Uh, um, but as you say, yeah, the, uh, the circumstances, you know, needing the points and to go out there and, you know, to get the win. Um, another one, the the Newcastle game, was that one? Defoe at the volley. Was that one that dropped down? Was that the game you were on we about? We didn't, they haven't, haven't put it in there, but that was such a good day. Like, because yeah. I'm thinking about that, the sun was shining. Was that one, though? Proper boiling, yeah. one now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was one, I remember yeah. when Tim Crow, like, congratulated yeah. him. He was going <laughs> that down was the, the, yeah, the tunnel. Yeah. I would have decapitated him if that was yeah. our keeper, you know what I mean? Like, Great strike, Jermaine, yeah. Um, but yeah, that one, I say, that obviously wasn't on the list, but that's another one that jumps mm. out for me. You know, great dipping volley in there to win a derby. Um so yeah, but I'd go for the list. Everton one if I had to pick one. I'd probably go for the Everton game, yeah. The Barini one's not on the list either. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they've tried to do is make sure we don't just choose stuff in Newcastle yeah. like time and yeah. time again. <laughs> but the, the Newcastle, for me, the Newcastle 3-0, the one where Kabul's... Uh, a little dick ball. They batted us for like 45 mm. minutes, but then hilariously Colacini got sent off. 
when he That's totally right, yeah. shouldn't have been sent yeah. off. But yeah, like, no. I remember just for the entire week, I just wound people. Oh, I was definitely red card. It was malicious. Like for the entire there week, just because it was funny. Then as well, but they did beat us on corners that game. Mm. Ah, they beat right. us on corners. Do you remember that? They beat us on corners. Don't there. remember that. Was that mentioned a lot at the time? I can't really remember. I mean, there was rumblings of it. Right. Rumblings of gotta, it. Got to take what you can get, haven't you, really? It was beat us on corners. More possession. <laughs> it was good when do you remember before the two Jody was the true Jody and he was just the Jody man that checked what well, he still does the same doesn't he pretty much similar I remember like dying to get in and see how bad his rant was going to be and the <laughs> opening line was we destroyed them yeah. it was 3-0 like, mate <laughs> he started winding himself up more and more the more yeah. he talked about it as well which was beautiful really oh, the true Jody brings up a different conversation entirely though these days <laughs> doesn't he it's really hard to decipher away from the Everton game isn't it because it was class and it was always just mm. the way Coney smashed in the second and you just yeah. knew Sunderland weren't going to do with Sunderland and mm, we'd also yeah. coincidentally relegated the mags we just lashed it in from two yards out mm. and you just thought ha you're watching this knowing what's happening to you and I know what things have gone full cycle and they'll probably don't care these days well of course they care we got relegated twice but they didn't do it I think I'm going to have to go Evan aye who got the third goal that night Van Arnold got the other one Van Arnold got the defenders first, I think. getting the, the job free kick, didn't he? Yeah. and it was all nice because he ran over to Sam Allardyce and he yeah, was just like oh look at you you've made us like an actual football player and you made us 14 million that should have been the making of us that game I mean, we had Kabul and Kone we thought centre half partnership for years mm-hmm. Van Arnold up and coming left back to be fair to Eunice Kabul though I mean, that was a good price, wasn't it? 3.5 million, exactly what we paid for him, Martin mm. Bain. Thanks very much yeah, for that. No. Thanks, Spot Martin, on. if you listen. But that, 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 that era under Allardyce, I mean, that second half of that season, we lost four in the last 19 in the league. One of them was against Leicester, the one against City. You know, and that, I think if that had been across the season, we would have finished top 10 probably. Yeah, easily. So, never mind. I remember speaking to one of my first interviews I did after that, and it was Martin Smith. And I said to Martin Smith at that time, it was before the Allardyce to England rumours even came about. Mm. And I said, where do you think we're finishing? It was like ninth or 10th. And everyone was just supremely confident. And it was mm. based on factual information. It wasn't just like, yeah. we just stayed up by the skin of our teeth like we'd done previously. We actually went on a good run of form because mm. we were absolutely shocking up until about January. Then he brought in the three Ks, Kone, uh, Kazri, Kirchhoff. I mean, Kirchhoff was Rolls Royce. Think of that team, it was, it was like trying to turn around an oil tanker, really, wasn't it? It was never going to happen from the minute he walked into the door, but it, it, the results at first were bad, but then you could see what was happening and what was what he was doing, and he was getting us solid at the back, and results came from that, and confidence came from results. And if he if we had another season, then who knows where we would have ended up. When in the league. Wouldn't have gone down. No. Definitely would not have gone down. <laughs> I, would, I, can't, I was so supremely confident mm. at the time. Jesus, God. Favourite away win looks decent. It's littered with games against the Mags. Like, but, um, <laughs> you will just beat them all the time. Like, But favourite away win. I'll go back to you, Sam. We've got a list of five. And they're all really good ones. There's, there's loads of standout ones, though. And feel free to mention your own, you know, such as... Rochdale away was decent last year. Oh. I don't care what anyone says. Rochdale away no, was, it class. was class. I had I, such a good time. We were going to win everything at that point. Shirt over his head. Uh, Shirt over his head. Uh, Big Mickey Love running on the pitch. Uh, that was a good day, that. 2010-11, we've got Chelsea, 3-0. We've got the Paolo Di Canio, 3-0. We've got the Gus Poyet, 3-0. <laughs> we've got the Man United League Cup semi-final. And we've had the last-minute win over Newcastle at Christmas time. How do you choose from them? They were all class. Oh, it's hard. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think, looking back, it's it's got to be, for me personally, that... Um, 
than Man United in the semi-final. Being there with 9,000 Sutherland fans, I mean... If we were allowed, I'd, we'd all still be there singing. I mean, I think the stewards had to come up and tell us to leave after the match. We were there just singing. And I think even after that, every game we played, even if we were getting beat, we were just singing Kiesa because we didn't care about anything apart from getting to Wembley. The way it happened as well, with De Gea, well, Bartley scoring a screamer, let's say, instead of a De Gea mistake. <laughs> and then um, turning around and seeing, uh, was it Hernandez? Did yeah, Hernandez score? Javier did his Hernandez. best to miss as well, I think. And then the penalties. But no, I think it's got to be that for me. But two games that aren't in there, and I might be a bit biased because I went. I remember my dad turning around and saying, do you want to go to Man U away and Chelsea away in the space of a week oh, in that, that season? And uh, Larson scored and we beat Chelsea with uh, Altador falling over his own feet to get a penalty. <laughs> I still say that was a pen, that, you know, I reckon. Oh, no. What, he the, got what, did the call, the, what did they call the lad again? I can't pronounce his name. No, I reckon he took his legs. I don't know, it was filthy. I still think he got it because he didn't know what to do, so he just kind of panicked and fell over. But um, no, Here's great player from Josie. The decade Josie Altador. There's a conversation. <laughs> you know what? I still like him, though. There's something about Josie Altador that I just don't dislike. He did offer him. something, to be fair. Well, I don't know what it was. But... Comedy value? Yeah. Do you remember that time when, I think it was when everyone just gave up. We're totally, that's the siphon off here, but it's fine. It's Josie out the door chatting it. Um, West Ham at home, and he had a decent game away at Liverpool and got a nil-nil draw under Poirier because we drew about 16 games nil-nil that season. It was like Jack Ross's 1-1, <coughs> was Gus Poirier's yeah. nil-nil. And then, I can't remember, I think it was Jordi Gomez. I remember when Jordi, Jordi Gomez played for us. Um, he put the cross in, I think, and he, it was two yards out from goal, and he fell out Oh. nutmegged himself and handballed it all at the same time and give a foul away <laughs> and I remember everyone just didn't even shout they just went Go nah nah never gonna happen it's just not happening it's like it's one of those moments I remember a bit like I'm sure this was in the, the right I'm sure this was in the decade if it's not it's fine fuck it it'll be alright do you remember when we sold Darren Bent we signed Stefan Session and played him as a striker and then Danny Welbeck was consistently injured as he is still and we were left with one strike and everyone said Brucey don't go with one striker. It's the wrong move because we're going to get injured. You can see it coming. And I remember we drew one. We got the got, got back to one one against Wigan. We'd gone about twelve games without winning, and Jan was bursting clear through on goal, and he pulled up with his hamstring. Yeah. And I remember the entire stadium oh, going, yeah. "Oh!" Yeah. <laughs> and then Jordan Henderson went up front and scored two. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were. And then Bolo's ending came in the team and Bolo started scoring. But I just remember the, the audible groan of everyone's yeah, going. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, Brucey, we told you this was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. Welbeck had went off at like half time yeah, injured. Yeah. And I think we played with Sessignon up front for the next four years or something like that. No. Brought in Bentner for a bit. But anyway, we did decipher off a little bit there, didn't we? Um, Favourite away game, Andy? Um, it's not on the list. And it's not even an away win. Um, it was the nil-nil at Arsenal under Avocat. Oh, it was a nil-nil which, win, that. It was a nil-nil win, which kept us up, I <laughs> think. Definitely a nil-nil win. Um, again, it was a night match, and we were just under the cosh for the whole 90 minutes, but it was a, it was a, a, a masterclass in defending. Pantillamon, wasn't it? In goal? Pantillamon was in goal, yeah, and it was it was just so good because I, I, I love watching defending done well. I mean, it wasn't necessarily all, all, done all that well. Some of it was, you know, last-ditch, desperate, throwing yourself in front of the ball stuff, but, you know, you get such a buzz from saying that. Sebastian and for, Quartes had yeah, a stormer. And for it for it working out, it's so good to, to see. I can't remember if that was on the telly or not that it one. Was, I think that was. was. I didn't know if it was on the telly or if I'd seen it via other means. But um definitely watched it. And yeah, it was it was just 
it was another one of them where you kind of thought, you know, this is this is written in the stars. It's going to work out okay for us. And another one with that game as well, because we had that game in hand. If we got a mm. point, that meant we were mathematically safe. But the mags weren't. I think it was Newcastle. And that was Hull. just going in the last and game, that wasn't it? Became the Steve Bruce when he came on the telly, and he was like, like you know, like man at a funeral. Hi. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's seen that video, haven't they? When he's just like, hi. <laughs> I don't know who he was speaking to, but he's just so sad. <laughs> um, yeah, so that yeah, was. That was game, I mean, the obvious ones, the the semi final at Old, Tra- Old Trafford, yeah. because that was um, for me as well. Me, my son was six, I think, at the time, and he just really started to support the club and f- to watch that with him, and then get to a final and everything was fantastic. But um, but that Arsenal one was brilliant. It was something else. In Loved some it. ways, the semi final at Old Trafford was better than the final for me. Oh People yeah. People talk about Wembley and Man mm. saying how great the day was. We got beat, so to me it was like ultimately yeah. we got beat. Yeah. The first half at Wembley was fantastic. Oh, it was great up until we went in yeah, you yeah, know, one nil up at half time and we were all saying we were there, we were all saying, you know, we're not gonna win this, so let's just enjoy this now. And we went off in search of copious quantities of booze at half time. Because that was our celebration really. Yeah. We're one nil up. Stop it now, yeah. It was like but, the um, flip side <laughs> of when you know, it was funny though about the, the semi-final. There's a, a lad I've sat next to for years, a lad called Barnsley, right? And he's he's really negative. I mean, most Sunderland fans I found are negative because we've been bad. Got to be, yeah. You've got to be. It's like, and when it went in, when Hernandez scored, I mean, I was about six rows down because the bar was scored. Yeah. So I'm crying and then I'm simultaneously crying again because like Hernandez had scored. And I seen, I just found, like I was crowd surfing from uh, Barnsley's goal and I, I somehow found Barnsley, who was about six or seven rows in front of us, he went, oh, you're right. And I was like, aye. And then the goal went in. And I was like, oh, and that. And he went, you would have talked that five minutes ago. We'll win on pens, man. And I remember <laughs> it was the only time he's been positive. And I suddenly went, oh, my God, aye, we're, we're going to win. We're going to win. It's going to be fine. Then we missed two penalties. The worst penalty shootout. Yeah, still got it was 2-1, wasn't it? The only score. 2-1. 2-1, <laughs> yeah. Every time someone had a chance to win, they just missed. <laughs> Basically, it was whoever missed the least. Welbeck hit someone in the crowd or something, didn't he? It was Welbeck put not it one the for far. the neutral. Like. Phil Jones, still travelling. Hey, this one. is it, when you've got Phil Jones sitting apparently for you in a shootout. <laughs> it was all the defenders, wasn't it? it was like you know Phil you're in trouble. Raphael, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yanazai took a terrible one, but he was only about 12 at the time. Wasn't oh, Yanazai. God, Yanazai. I seen something the other day with Yanazai, and it was like an old photo of like, uh, you don't need to come back, Cristiano. We have a new hero. And it was like made in like 2011. Or it was like Yanazai. <laughs> Can you remember the hype? God, I hate Yanazai. He scored two at the stadium, didn't he? You yeah. know, people, he gets away with it, Yanazai. People talk about Rodwell and that, but Yanazai, man. I guess because he wasn't ours. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't think he scored. We've got to give him back. The cup, but I don't think he actually did anything for There's us. a moment of the decade when he cropped out on Instagram the Sunderland badge from his training kit when he posted that on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> it's like it was a photo of him in an Adidas training kit. Oh. <laughs> Just cropped it out. <laughs> oh, Adnan, Adnan, Adnan. And then he scored against England, didn't he? In the World Cup. I did, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I said to the Welshman. No, Your favourite game I of the decade? It, <laughs> um, yeah. I've- Obviously, a bit of a cliche one, but the one that sticks out, as we mentioned before, um, probably the 3 0 win. Paolo in charge when Vaughan got the third. Paolo was away and he was he sliding on his knees Loved and that. And sliding on his knees. Making a mess of his suit. And yeah, that one sticks out for me. I'd Back go for that one. Um, but obviously, I think the 3 0 at Chelsea as well, you know, it's no mean feat, is it, going down to the bridge and winning down there? But the one for me is beating your local rivals and on their own turf. And the third goal, great strike from Vaughan. So. That's, I mean, that game. That it would be, to be honest, as much as it's really hard for me to go against the League Cup game because mm. it was class and it's like 
the celebration was the best celebration I've ever had. Beating Newcastle 3-0 in the one backyard. Because I remember the, the, the 5-1, obviously. I remember I went back home and I watched that match of the day. I thought, I'm going to feel the pain of this. Because one of these days we're going to get those bastards back. Mm. And when we did, and when I remember just like it landing at David Vaughan and me thinking, oh, there's 10 minutes to go. We could still concede two here. Mm. Mm. Go in the corner. And all that next yeah. week, like, oh, no, I was like, go in the corner, go in the corner. And some guy Sess was running yeah. forward and went, just go for it, go on, Sess, go on, murder him. And I thought, no, man, take it in the corner. You're really taking the corner. <laughs> So he gets there and then he passed it. And I think it took, took like deflection. Eventually it goes to David Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the whole end just went, shoot. And the minute he shot, you were just like, yeah. oh my God, he's done it. Yeah. And this guy next to me like did this little jig. And then I remember just crying for 10 minutes after like the full time whistle. <laughs> just because I was, I was just happy. I was just like, you're going to feel what I've felt for like 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. And I remember going back to Central Station because I lived in Glasgow at this time. And I got this, I think it was about the half past six train. Maybe half past seven. There was a guy sitting. Do you know where Boots is now? In yeah. Central Station in Newcastle. There was a bloke sitting there. And like I don't think he knew his own name. He was just asleep. He was just gone. <laughs> Newcastle shirt on. Gravy stains the lot. Right? And he just suddenly shot up. As I kind of walked past him. I had no colours on. Because obviously I'm not that daft. I went back home. Changed. Got on the train to go back to Glasgow. But he just shot up as I walked past him. And he just went. Ah. Magam. Bastards. <laughs> I was just like. Oh you have no idea how much you just absolutely <laughs> made my doing that. <laughs> It's brilliant. I wish I knew who he was. Just to be like, mate, you, you really made that day. Um, I, I'm going to go Newcastle three 0 Paolo. Yeah. I'll just let, let something to note that Paolo we had Danny did. Graham up front that night as well. He absolutely tortured Steve. We should have had a penalty. Day. I remember he got taken down or something. I remember. But when I saw the lineup the with Danny Graham, I, I didn't really predict a three 0 Like favorite moment of the decade, though. Stephen Taylor straight into the post. Not <sighs> the same game, but. Good day, that. They put it on the big screen and it, uh, we all started cheering. They had to quickly take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just like, I'm just the, you could hear the, because it was the opposite end to us. We'd hear the, and you were like, well done, Stephen, lad. Yeah. Well done. He was due that, mate, after diving. When he yeah. won the penalty when Steve Malbronx. Remember that one? Oh, I do remember one that one. Yeah. When he celebrated it as well. That's it, yeah. yeah. He probably jumped mm. up and, oh, it should no, have been oh, disallowed oh, when the sorry celebration. Stamp collector. Aye. <laughs> listening Stephen I still don't like you mate <laughs> um, so we'll move on to oh good choices here there's about seven choices and this I, I know for a fact we're going to have like differences of opinion on this because there's many many good favourite goals at the stadium of light so the list we've got Zenden against Spurs we've touched on unbelievable G versus Man City a goal that would have been killed by VAR oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Fraser Campbell versus Norwich decent one Barini against the scum, Defoe versus the scum, Kasri versus Chelsea, Defoe versus Chelsea. I'm trying to think this is something I, I'm like forgetting from that list because there's been some there's been some goals. Right. What about Barini against Man United Day? <laughs> Game was finished, but he brought it down on his chest. Uh, I remember Sky Sports shared that the other day. The beauty of that. Beach ball v Liverpool. Beach ball. Yeah, yeah. Beach ball versus Liverpool. <laughs> that was bizarre. That. I, I, I didn't. Quite... I didn't know anything was wrong with the goal. I remember right. just after the game, rang me mum and she was saying, "Oh, can you believe they allowed it?" And I just, I just thought it went in because I'm at the other end of the stadium. Yeah, didn't have a clue what happened till I got home. Steve Malbronk. Oh no, that was 2008. No, let's forget about it. Um, all right, so Sam, favorite goal if you had to choose one. Oh, it, it is nice to reminisce uh, all of them, but I think if you're talking about because it's, it's hard because if you if you're talking about goal as in like what a goal there's the likes of Defoe against the Mags, Brainy against the Mags. If you're talking like just sheer, 
like Sunderland for me, just a goal that makes no sense is Jadon Wong against Man City. <laughs> that game just how they didn't score. I remember when I think Mick Richards had a rebound that he for some reason headed into the floor. Oh, headed off the floor and into the bar. Aye, Hit the bar. Right. We should have lost about ten nil realistically, and then Larson couldn't even move his legs for the goal. He had, a, he had flu, didn't he? Yeah, a kick at McLean, then he just collapsed and. <laughs> watching Martin O'Neill scream and getting in the corner and then Jadon Wong who is such a strange player for me just thinks oh no I'm going to just tiptoe around Joel Hart here and tap it in and then he gets a shock with the celebration someone kisses him oh yeah it's the most Sunderland him, thing I've right, ever seen yeah. in my life but it was really it was quite romantic as well it wasn't just like oh you beauty there you go it was like no he, he meant it the lad like he was <laughs> been planning that yeah, I bet you 10 quid if he was here right now with the candles. <laughs> New Year's Day, wasn't it? New Year's Day. Yeah, oh, there you go. Absolutely hanging. Emotions still running high from the night before, obviously. I remember thinking, again, everything was going to be all right then. But, but I also <laughs> remember thinking he was going to fall over. Because he did that yeah. thing where he rounded the keeper and you were like, you're in, mate. What are you right, doing? His legs had gone by them. And then he kind of just wobbled. And I was like, whoa, oh, no, sorry, he's put it in. It's I fine. still didn't think he was going to score once mm. he was past heart. Mm. Even everyone, no one was celebrating. Yeah. Everyone was a bit more nervous because mm. he had the open goal. It's like, that's G. It's just the commentary mm. was great. Sessignon, G, back there. What was it, back there? Sessignon, back to G, he's done it or something. He's done it, that was uh, it. He's done it. What are the good goals we've had at the stadium? You know what? Kieran Richardson against Arsenal in the FA Cup. Straight from the, the corner. Folly, yeah. Underrated. Gardner scored a screamer against Swansea. And it was it windy and he just smashed it on the volley from about Gardner. 35 Oh, yards. was that the one? He just shrugged his shoulders after it went in, I remember. I oh, that it was video. Swansea. Sessignon against Swansea. The one where he like cut in from, the, he played like a one-two in with the South uh, James McLean and just curled it in. I think he got goal of the month. Yeah, it did, I. I think. Chris Maguire against Pompey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big Mac yeah. that day. Trying to keep the last few years out of your mind when I was thinking, but no, that's, that's a shout like. <laughs> ah, I've still got time for Chris Maguire. Just for the, the way he wound Pompey up last season was great. I mean, we haven't come on to it yet, but actually, you know what? I'm holding that. I'm going to hold it. Andy, favourite goal of the decade at the Soul? Um, it's got to be Defoe against Newcastle for me. Um, I mean, it won the match for us. It was the winner. Um, and I was in the South Stand that day and I was just walking towards meeting me mate for a pint at half-time because it was just before half-time when he scored the goal and I was right behind the goal as he hit it. So I'm walking along behind the goal um, looking directly at what's happening and it was just unreal. The the way he caught it, he just caught it perfectly and it was in the back of the net before Tim Krill got a chance to know what was going on and I found myself hugging a total stranger who was next to us. So, you know, it's got all the elements of a, a, a classic, classic for the ages really. It's so it's, it. it's got to be that one for me, yeah. But there's been some great ones, yeah. Just Mostly against time. Newcastle. It's the half time as well because everyone's just doing that nah, 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 yeah, like, yeah. for like 15 minutes. And yeah. you just knew we were going to win it because we battered them from the first minute. And I remember mm-hmm. going, oh, we just get that goal. We just needed we that goal, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Pantillamon just leathered it. And it just it was, it was a Fletcher that won the header. Popped up, I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was. They've missed out Fletcher's goal against Newcastle, actually. The header. No, the, well, the header was decent, but the the one from the Kabul, oh, that, like, breakaway in the 3-0, where, like, I think it was Mvila burst forward, and then, like, Kabul just went, right, I'm playing left wing. Yes. I'm just going to put in this cross yeah. here, like I'm Alan Johnson or something. You'll not remember Alan Johnson, will you, Sam? No, I thought you missed someone's name there. I didn't, no. The, the better left winger. Um, <laughs> uh, Danny, what was yours? I'm staying with Andy, yeah. I've got to go for that one for me. Um the foes, yeah, I think that's the type of goals you probably, if you're practicing them in training, 
out of ten, you probably score two or three um, to do it against, as I say, your local rivals. It's the match winner. Um, you obviously got a better view than most as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, as I say, you, you catch one of them and it flies in the top bin as it did. Um, takes the three points in. Hero status straight away for the lad. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going for that one. G's obviously a different type of goal altogether. You know, he's been a skill and weaved his way through. And you know, you compare goals in that type, but um, that's a it's a great strike. He's caught it sweet. And thanks very much. There's a couple being missed. I'm thinking just as we're chatting, Sebastian Larson versus Blackburn. Free kick. O'Neill's first game. Yes, but none of these are as good as the four versus the Mags. That's very true. I mean, we've, it's really we've hard put to this compare to bed anything. Now. <laughs> Come on now. I was looking back and I was like, oh, I'm sure we've got some, some album fillers now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then instantly I was just like, no, we're in League One. So Hipster choices. Yeah, I did that. Hipster <laughs> choices indeed. Lyndon Gucci versus Charlton. Um, <laughs> none in the Championship season. Lugo Knight, Diving Header versus Southend. Um, I can't think of any others really. No. Uh, it, it's the four in it. Yeah. I feel bad on Bolo, but... For goal-wise, it's got to be the foot. It, on his left foot as well. Mm. Was, Swinger, yeah. yeah. He cried. He cried Aye. after that. Yeah. It was that good, he cried. He said it was emotion, it was just because he just knew it was that good. <laughs> Nothing to do with emotion. I think Tim Krul, as we've touched on it, celebrated with him. True Newcastle hero. I hate Defoe. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Defoe. Like, Favourite away goal is littered with Seb Larson. Uh, I think I know what it's going to be for me, though. Yeah, before we go into away goals, what about Catamol home goals? Because every Catamol home goal was good, wasn't it? Mm. Even like that one against Walsall where he kind of put it in from, I think it was Walsall last season, <coughs> where he kind of like brought it down on his chest and volleyed oh, yeah. it and it hit about seven players. From a corner or something. I'm going to change that. No, not the four. I'm going to go for proper hipster goal. <laughs> Catamol versus Plymouth. Pick <laughs> it out. There I'll go. Catamol, <coughs> Lee Catamol, Plymouth. Because Lee Catamol, Plymouth. Actually, I kind of go for that. Because me and my wife broke up about three days after that. It was quite <laughs> depressing. It was, it's, it's tainted. It's tainted. Got, got me divorced. That Thanks, Lee. Thanks for that. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Warsaw. <laughs> when I was still <laughs> happily married. <laughs> oh, welcome to my life, lad. That's a new welcome topic. To Sending your divorce calls. <laughs> <laughs> Is it adultery? No, Lee Catamore. Scored against <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> swiftly moving on. <laughs> um, favourite away goal. Um... <laughs> uh Ua against Chelsea Seb Larson versus Liverpool open day of the season Seb Larson versus Arsenal Davy Vaughan against the Scum Bardo against Man United Lee Barry versus West Brom opening day of the season and oh oh it's made an appearance uh Barini against Man United on Boxing Day it's hard with their way isn't it because it really depends the goal depends how like the the strength of how good the goal is depends on how really drunk you actually are <laughs> yeah like, there's been many goals where I've been like, what a free kick, and it's literally just missed everyone and gone in the bottom <laughs> corner. Um, we're, I, we're missing Gardner against Wigan as well. That would that would have been mine, the free Absolute kick. Absolute scream of that. That would have been mine. David Vaughan against Wigan. David Vaughan's got... David Vaughan against Blackburn, going back to the home goals. Yeah, David Vaughan, Vaughan against everyone, pretty much. <laughs> I love David Vaughan. Not as much as Jan Kirchhoff, but I love him. Very, very different in looks, though. So it'd be quite a partnership. It, completely the opposite. I don't want to like have a go at anyone in terms of like looks and that, but Jan Kirchhoff, this beautiful, tall, six foot four, blonde, five six foot, foot one. four German, David Vaughan, four foot two, <laughs> midget with. Uh, he's a bonnie lad. He's a bonnie lad. Um, I Sam, what's your what's your favourite David Vaughan face? No, what's your favourite? Uh, what's your favourite away goal? <laughs> I think we're touching on it earlier, but well, I, I'm not just saying this because we're talking about him, but I think it's got to be Vaughan against the Mags, just. Obviously, the day 
you never think we're going to... Well, but then I never really thought we were going to beat them ever. VAR would have ruled that one out, no? Yeah, he was offside from the pass, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. VAR would have ruled that one out. That would have... So pleased VAR didn't exist in the last decade because it would have been depressing, wouldn't podcast, it? wouldn't it? Huh? It would have been such a yeah, dead podcast. Do you remember that G-Dunk? Oh, no, we did that, didn't we? <laughs> Do you remember the dip? No, that didn't happen. The best offside goal ever. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favourite offside goal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Where were we? Um, <laughs> Favourite offside goal, that was it. Vaughan's gone. I think, it's got, I think it's got to be Vaughan's, but you touched on it. One of mine uh, for being there was Gardner's free kick, because I remember the weather had just Came turned down at half time, crazy, right? and the wind was that bad. I remember Sessegnon was holding on to the post, because he would have took off, he was only little, but no, it was it was mental, that. But like you were saying, it depends how drunk you are. Sadly for me, most of these, I'm like 13, 14, so... That's right. That's a drinking age. I, I, I wouldn't want to shop me dad, but I wasn't that drunk. You just shopped him in, mate. That's <laughs> too late now. You've just literally shopped him. No, nah, I think, I think we've got to go Vaughn. Like <laughs> we've got to go Vaughn. It's got to be Vaughn. What about you, Andy? Uh, some good ones there. I mean, Anua at Chelsea was fantastic again. Like like the J goal, it was a bit of a comedy goal. But um, I'm gonna go for one that's not on the list. I'm gonna describe Wembley as being in a way venue, even though it's neutral, and I'm gonna say Barini. Yeah. at Wembley because um, cause I was there it was the first time we'd scored at Wembley since 73 mm-hmm. um, and the place was just bouncing when he put that goal in and it was a brilliant finish as well it was a yeah. brilliant finish you know don't underestimate how good a goal it was um, and I was stood um, about three rows behind a fella with a horse's head on <laughs> which was nice to look at. Did you punch real like her? <laughs> yeah, so that was that was great. Um, yeah, it's got to be that one for me because just the, the whole occasion around it all. So there we are. Talking about Wembley goals, that'll be the same. I would say in away goal. If it's not the stadium light, it's away from yeah. home. And I know people are going to be like, oh, that's so small time. But I've never went as mental as Aidan McGee equalising the Czech Trophy right. before yeah. realising, shit, we haven't won. Yeah, and then just being like, "All oh, right, we're gonna get beaten." Now, aren't we? I want. I still in this. Everyone went through them sort of hugging, going mental, and then everyone's faces suddenly dropped off. <laughs> oh no! The best written whole is a penalty shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the checker trade. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, that Takes was the like gloss of it that's a bit, still yeah. felt great at the time. Yeah, yeah. that was like the Champions League final. <laughs> just scored in the last minute, Wembley in the Johnson's paint. Um, it was class that though. Like, oh, was that, cool. that was one of my favourite moments of the because yeah. it was like. It was just everyone just cared about Sunderland that day when it wasn't really the the competition. It was just like Sunderland's at Wembley. It was just the crack, wasn't it? Just the weekend away and everything, Trafalgar Square. And yeah, it was just a good day, good crack. And same I got, score, a couple of goals. Sold and Pompey fans really yeah. wild me up that day. I had yeah. nothing against Pompey last season. I didn't even care about the Netflix scene. No one like, sorry, Netflix and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All that. I didn't care about that until we played Pompey in the checker trade. And the Man City game, right? And uh, at Wembley, everyone's lovely. Charlton game, everyone's lovely. Both mm. fans getting on. Pompey fans just riled me the entire yeah. day. Yeah, the entire me. day, it just it done it absolutely did my head in. And when they end up, when we end up scoring in the last minute, when we totally didn't deserve it, if we're honest with each other, no, it was just class. And then it was just and then we got beat. And had a sh- I wore a retro shirt with Catamull on the back that day because I was determined oh, Catamull no. was going to score oh. the winner at Wembley, and he did the opposite. Thanks, Lee. Divorce <laughs> and. And my moment of sadness. Was your mate Barnsley not with you that day? Telling you you weren't going to win a penalty shootout? If Barnsley was there, it would have been all alright. It calmed you down. If you're listening, Barnsley. Favourite away goal, Danny? One that's not been mentioned. Did Conor Wickham not score a decent goal away at Man City? Where he ran like from inside his own half of the ball. One jacket, Mm. two jacket, three jacket. Mm. When you set him up, aye. Mm. 
that was one that's obviously coming to me head, but the other two, uh, again, Vaughan's strike and I'm going to go for the defensive uh, union here with Needham and who was down at Chelsea. <laughs> Have uh, you ever scored one like that? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I haven't. Really. No, but... Uh, What's your favourite Danny Collins goal? Uh, what is my favourite Danny Collins goal? Or a header. Or a header. <laughs> Mine would be my favourite Danny Collins goal. You disallowed one against Villa. I know, mate. 92nd minute winner. Yeah. Kill that. Kill that. Ruled, off, ruled out for challenging a goalkeeper. Would yeah. that have been your second one? Did you not score the first or was it Danny Higginbottom? In that game? In the, no, um, down at Fulham I scored one, got chalked off and then I scored about five minutes later. That's right. Header. Michael Chopra scored that day. Down at Fulham. wonder what he's up to these days, Michael Chopra. Squaring balls still. In it. Still <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come on he asks me about the, the Chopra. <laughs> Do you remember Michael Chopra when he went to clean uh, goal in the game? But I actually, going? being so spoke to you today, I've actually looked it up. You can't find it online. So you can't find it online. I, I got on the other day, I thought I'm going to look this up now because you've asked me about four I times about it. Because I'm determined I can't find it. to, to make sure. Because there was a big rumour going around that Danny <laughs> twatted in one after yeah. and I'm determined to make the rumour true even though he's told me about seven times it hasn't happened. I really want Danny Collins to have killed Michael Chopper at some point and that's why we haven't seen him since no. he's been out in India hasn't he? but yeah, to be fair if you had yeah. killed him you couldn't really admit on a no. podcast could you because no. then, you'd, then you'd get time be quiet now yeah. it's still recording um, edit that yeah. edit that Sean I'm um, going to go need a manoeuvres anyway mate I'm going to go we'll yeah. come off Vaughan for a bit even though that's you want to give results. Vaughan though didn't you yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Vaughan I'm horny Vaughan. for Vaughan horny for <laughs> Vaughan it just because just of what I said before it was class just when he yeah big fat lad next to us just danced more than he's ever danced in his life <laughs> just look now he was, it was like I don't know if he made this noise but he made that dance where most people go ooh do you know what I mean <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, do you actually, get where I'm coming from with that I'm sorry if that doesn't come across well on <laughs> podcast or radio whatever that is you weren't there it doesn't matter oh and now one of the, the interesting stuff oh god I've got something I'm dying for Danny to answer um, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I'll wait mate I'll wait well, 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 it'll, it'll come don't you worry we're almost, almost at like the team of the decade, right? And we're going through position by position. But first and foremost, we've got player of the decade. And um, you can sway from this if you want, but I don't know whether you will. The four choices that came up most were JD, obviously, Lee Catamore, obviously, Vito Manone, and Phil Bardsley. But who would your player of the decade be? Um, I think instinctively I'm I'm I'm, hit, I'm leaning towards Cat just... I honestly thought you were going to say Brendan Galloway <laughs> no no he's about fifth fifth or sixth uh, God I hated Brendan Galloway I th- if you oh, hadn't mentioned man. him now I would have never remembered was he a left back or was he a centre back yeah no he was left back yeah. no, I remember Tyus Browning man I remember the two of them I just don't know which one's which Jake Clark Salter He's doing Favourite all right. Favourite moment of the decade, Jake Clark Sutler, absolutely halfing Adama Triori. <laughs> yeah. That was off. a good game, actually. <laughs> no reason. Callum McManaman. We didn't mention that game. 3 3. When he went and like, mugged off Tony Pulis, and Tony Pulis was like, yeah. What are you doing? Who are you? Who are you? All right, you played for us, and yeah, that's right. Anyway. Um, what was the goal? <laughs> what, um, what was your favourite Danny Collins goal? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I remember any, to be honest with you. Did you score against Villa or West Ham? Two against Villa, mate. Someone yeah. in Claret and Blue in the yeah. South Stand. Vaguely remember The only that. home goal that was, mate, yeah. Villa at home. I remember, I remember your mistake against Plymouth. You've not mentioned that one? I've mentioned it many that. times. Just, <laughs> just about five five times more than the chopper of uh, what people, incident. What people don't realise is I have a Danny Collins shirt at home from ALS still, so oh, yeah. you were forgiven in the end. Oh, I've chucked it in the bin now. Like. It's creeping now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's awful to watch. Where were we? Clear. 
was it cool? <laughs> um, I think Catamol, just because he's been through everything with us, obviously, it, 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 it's, it's not like he's achieved loads of promotions or whatever. He's, he's still... Just loads of relegations. Came down team. with us, but he sort of... I feel like... I know he's left now, but last season in League One, he, I, I think you can see it now. I think a lot of what we achieved was through to him running the dressing room. I think we're, we're definitely missing him this season with him. McGeady stuff I'm not going to talk too much about this season but you can see if Catamull was still here we'd have that person in the dressing room that I think he's he's stuck by us and I do like Catamull um, Defoe's a shout though because in my opinion the last like quality player to play for us really Defoe definitely the last quality striker to play for us um, yep. and you've got the Bradley Lowry uh, situation which none of us will ever forget yep. um, football will never forget so um, between them two, who was the other one? Bardley, got to mention. Bardo and Vito. Minone, uh I just love Vito. Is a good show because of um. He does look like um the guy from Despicable Me though. Oh, he does either. Uh, what's he called again? Gru, Gru, Gru? Gru, Gru isn't it? Gru, Gru, that's Gru, it. Uh, no, he, he he um he give us memories. Obviously, getting us to Wembley and stuff. Uh, Bardley's a good show, but I think I'm gonna go with Catamol just for sort of sticking with us and. Being a leader, we've always sort of needed, and he always. I sort of feel like uh, Daniel know like fans up here. Sometimes a crunch and tackle can be celebrated the same as a goal, and I feel like Catamol always represented that, and he knew that, and he he just he spoke to the fans well, and he brought us all together really. So I'm going to go for Catamol for that for that reason. Andy, ah, uh, it's a good shout. I mean, Catamol's like he's kind of like the the figure that's always been there through the ups and downs of the decade. That's not really been ups and downs, it's been mostly downs. But um, for me, it's got to be Defoe because he was just a cut above anything that we'd had. And as well, when we signed him as well, there was a lot of criticism that came to the club because um, he was, I mean, was he 32, 33 when we got him? And we were giving him something like 70 grand a week. And, you know, a lot of people were saying it's a complete waste of money, really bad judgment. But looking back, he kept us up in that time that he was with us until it, until it went wrong and it, we did go down. Um, he kept us up longer than we really were entitled to be up for yeah. in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, some great goals as well, including that one against Newcastle. Yeah. So for me, it's got to be Jimmy and Defoe. But also as well with the Bradley Lowry thing. Yeah. just He yeah, reminds me of Niall Quinn and what, what, what Quinn said about Sunderland getting under his skin. Yeah. I think Sunderland got under Jimmy and Defoe's skin. Yeah. And I think there's something there that's that's not going to go away. You know, he'll he'll be back in some capacity in the future, even if it's just as a returning hero, because he's that's what he is. He's a hero to yeah. to Sunderland fans, and we haven't got that many of them. So from the list, that is he's my definitely choice. The one that stands out as a legend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah even definitely. already like a like a modern day legend. JD, what about you? Yeah, the ones mentioned, I think the three for me would be between Bardo, uh, Katz, and and Defoe. Um, I think obviously you look at Catamol for the longevity of his time he spent at the club. He's been here for the, you know, the duration of the the decade and um, served well. Um, seen managers come and go, seen players coming and going. He's always been out there, as you say, rolls his sleeves up, gets on with the work and puts you know, his shorts up. Rolls his shorts up <laughs> very high, yeah, gets his thighs up. But no, um, you know, he's just he's one that you want in your team and they go and gets tough and, and similar with Bardo for me. Um, obviously, played with him in my time at the club. Um, Again, one you'd want in the trenches when the going gets tough and there's 
could do with a few more characters like that at the minute. But uh, and we've still never replaced him. No, well, <laughs> which is no, weird. Come yeah. and go, like yeah. I just um, find that so bizarre. Yeah, we've never had a decent right back since he went. No, but um, yeah, I've got Conor McLaughlin. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Conor, but you yeah, and then obviously at the other end of the pitch, Defoe. Um, you know, as Andy's mentioned there, people were probably doubting him paying the, the wages he was getting coming in. Um, I think people are obviously looking at his age at the time, coming 32, 33, but still looked as sharp as ever and still proved a lot of doubters wrong. Um, so, yeah, without his goals, as you say, you wouldn't have stayed up that season. But for me, I'd, I'd probably, probably because I know him out of the three the best, probably go for Bardo. Bardo. I'm going to give another hipster answer. You've got the cast and vote as well, I think, here. Because we've got yeah. three gonna, different nominations. I'm going to deflect completely from all of them. <sighs> sorry, JD. Sorry, Vito. Sorry, Lee. Altador. Sorry, <laughs> well, he was. He was. He was. He was. He was kind of close to natural scoggle. Um, but I just loved him, and I don't know what it is that I loved about him so much. He was like, and he's the nicest bloke. One of the well, one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. Jan Kirchhoff. I just loved him. I've just always wanted a get big German midfielder that's just class. And I'll never forget, even though we didn't win, which was like the first time in ages, the game at St. James's when we wore the green strip. Mm. And up until he like conked out, like he always did in the 60th yeah. minute, he just absolutely pissed all over their midfield. He just looked like every time they tried to go forward, he was like, no, get fucked. This is mine. And just played like this perfect ball. And that ball he played at Defoe, I think it was in the Arsenal game when we drew nil-nil. Like when he just won the ball, flicked it up and mm. outside of his boot, he just oh, like I'm pinged at the Jermaine Defoe for about 60 yards. He wasn't here that long, and people. Are I was going to say that against him. How many games did he play for the club? Because well, you've mentioned him. If you are, I looked it up the other day. Thankfully, Google will tell me. 20, um, twenty-two. Twenty-two games. Twenty-two games. Yeah. The best twenty-two games I've ever yeah. seen. Though. I think Fear of the, the decade. Well. Like over quality over quantity. <laughs> yeah, there, isn't yeah. Yeah. While we're talking about cool figures, well, can I chuck in John Mensa? Oh, I love John I, I used to love watching John Mensah for the first 20 minutes till he went off injured every week. <laughs> that was always great. He was great, wasn't he? Didn't he have like. But then his hamstring would ping or something, or something and he'd have to go off. Yeah. He had like a broken spine, so it meant like something his like toe that. was injured every yeah. week. Like, it was like it was a spinal cave, a cave, spinal cave injury or something. And it meant his hamstrings weren't there or something. Yeah. Like he was the bionic man, but he was, he was mint. He was great for those 20 minutes every week and then he'd go off injured. Can you remember that game <laughs> where like loads of people were like totally defranchised with England and Ghana played, yeah. Ghana played England and it was like this weird load of like Ghanaian Sunderland fans that were just like, and then Jan scored in the last minute. Oh, it was Mensa Montari and Jan were playing. Sully Montari at Bolton. Now there's no way go for you. Yeah. yeah. Playing that, was that, it was, it was a decade, like, but it was meant to be that night. Did he come after you? Just win this decade then. He wasn't very good. No. But he was good that minute. Yeah, he kicked it well. In that instant, he kicked it off he that night. in a direction of that <laughs> night, which what a hero decided to go in somehow. Um, did he go on to play for Inter Milan? Yeah, that's where we got him on loan from. Oh, we signed Sessignon from PSG and Solly Montari <laughs> from Inter. From Inter, I remember. Paul's. I remember watching the game against Stoke. We got beat three two, and they came out the tunnel. And I was like, "Whoa, look at that, Solly Montari!" <laughs> and he was just really crap. <laughs> yeah. Like he was actually crap. I don't like, remember him doing anything apart from Bolton. Actually, he didn't. Really. It was just Bolton. Yeah, that was literally it. And then we sent him back, and he ended up playing. He ended up signing for Milan. He went from Inter to Milan after that. <laughs> <sighs> this is the bit I've been looking most forward to, though. Manager of the decade. There's been fifty-two, fifty-two <laughs> players this decade. Uh, fifty-two managers this decade. <laughs> Some of the shouts, I kind of believe they've missed one person out. And I know everyone's going to laugh at us again, but hipster answer is going to it's going to come out. 
But the choice we've got, Steve Bruce, Gustavo Poyet, Dick Advocar's in there, uh, Big Sam, obviously, and Jack Ross. Who would yours be, Sam? Are you old enough to remember Steve Bruce? Uh, yeah, just about. He's always looked like a cushion. <laughs> no, um, Like a punched cushion. It's hard to do managers because I, I don't know. Because they're all shite. <laughs> have any of them been here longer than, say, two years? Um, the longest was it Bruce? was Brucey. What's it, and Bruce then Jack Ross. Yeah. Which is a bit depressing. Um, Partinson obviously deserves a shout. <laughs> I feel yeah. like in a year's time, he'll be up there. Um, he'll be laughing once we promoted man at the end of the year. He's turned it round with his four loan signings and his free transfer. In That'd be nice. <sighs> I really don't know who to go for, for manager. I think... I think Big Sam um, is the standout, but I'm still sort of in a huff that he left. Um, no, I can't. I can't think. I think Bruce, when you were Reina before, where we'd finished under Bruce, I think would take that now. I mean, that's higher than we are in League One now. Some of them finishes under Bruce. So results-wise, you're probably going to see a Bruce, but I think that we touched on it earlier, sort of after that Everton game, the team that Big Sam assembled, you likes of Corny, Kabul... Kirchhoff and Villa, Van Anholt, the sort of togetherness we had relegating the mags and he does his, in quotation marks, dance with his blazer. And we were unlucky uh, to lose Big Sam. I think if Roy Hurricane Hudson... hadn't been on corners. <laughs> yeah, if Roy Hudson had a, a brain, we would, I don't know if we'd still have Big Sam, but we would have had a f- good few years under him. But I still think he's the, he's the standout for me. But I think if you're going on logic and... Uh, results you've got to say Bruce but I don't want to say Bruce so I'm going to say Big Sam <laughs> it's it's not in there right but I'm just I'm going to chuck a new one in before we go into the team but uh, who's your least favourite manager because there's more to choose from with that it's like if you choose oh. your best ever son in 11 it'll take you about two minutes if worst. you choose your worst ever it'll take you about two days maybe mates did this the other week <laughs> we didn't argue once over the best one and we're still arguing now over the, the worst the centre forwards is so much choice yeah, but Andy no. Gray wins it every time he was utterly shite only six foot centre forward, I can see that couldn't jump. God, he was awful. Andy Gray. Is that this thing? No, no, that was. Um, I was going to say, I can't remember. I, I, that was in my time. That was oh, Mick. Andy Gray yeah. was your time. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was the 19 point was season, wasn't it? 15, 15 points. Point season. Yeah, yeah, that was then. Uh, so we had them both <laughs> in the decade previous. <laughs> if we're going for that one, Radaprika's got to be in there, mate. Oh, Radaprika. Jesus. He had a quality debut, though. <laughs> That, that, that's scored on his yeah. debut did he not and then he, he scored a second but he, he punched it in mm. and everyone was like oh that was never a handball and then you watch it back on the replay yeah, and he literally was. just <laughs> did a Maradona rather preaker and then he came on against Liverpool and got took off after like six minutes or something because Roy Keane was like what is this must have been the scouts we have from these days that's scout with him no offence <laughs> Tony I don't know who the least <laughs> you don't know who the you didn't miss much who's your least favourite manager uh-huh. it, it's got to be David Moyes um, yes. Partinson slowly uh, getting up there, but I, I, I feel a bit sorry for him. But I never felt sorry for David Moyes. No, uh, I never will feel sorry for David Moyes. Um, Moments of the decade: threatening to slap a female presenter. Yes. Wow, that happened. That actually happened. Same we're in a relegation battle after uh, after the Borough game. Twenty minutes <laughs> of being in a job. Season. Oh, David. Yeah. David yeah. Well. Not a fan. I think actually, I think is everyone's least favorite manager David Moyes. Can we just check this? No, no. Oh, no. right. Okay, well, I'm going to ask everyone. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, favorite. It's got to be Big Sam. I still mourn what happened at the end of that season and the fact that he went to England. He was always going to go to England. It's the job he'd coveted for years and years, 
and it was just bad. It was typical Sunderland, to be honest. You know, we'd got a manager who seemed like a great fit for the club. He turned us around. He, you know, we lost four in nineteen at the end of the, that season, uh, and it seemed as though the future was bright. But as I said earlier, it was it was the closing of a door in the club's history. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of validated because of almost what could have been, because it all seemed as though it was, uh, you know, heading towards a bright future. But as with Sunderland. Just when you think victory's within grasp, defeat comes along, kicks you in the balls. <laughs> Directly, like really yeah. hard, and like the worst one you could get. Yeah. yeah, like it splits, splits them open a bit and drops them out. Aye. That's what happened currently, anyway. Who's so. your least favourite? Canio. Canio. I oh, thought he was a fraud, a bluffer, a bullshitter, and a self-confessed fascist. So Mussolini there you go. definitely gives it away. You know, like. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, David Moyes might have threatened a woman, but he didn't have a Mussolini tattoo. So, um, you know, can that's, the, that's the decade summed up, isn't it? I know David Moyes wanted to slap a woman, but there was no Mussolini tattoo. So therefore, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd never understood the the the, the clamour for Decanio when he got the job because he'd done nothing. He's done nothing since, which I think is really telling about who he is as a manager. Maybe he's as a man. Yeah. Um, and I think we all got caught in a bit of hysteria for a while. I liked him when he like did his mad stuff. He's a confessed lunatic. But like, at the like. same time, it was like the the way he went on in that Newcastle game was class because we were beating Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Like after a while, it was a bit like like when by the time we got the West Brom game, you were like, right, how are we mate? Just win games, right? Can you just win? He just well, that, that West Brom game was we played four four two and we had a centre midfield pairing of Larson and Vaughan. Yeah. Jack Corbett matches. was at left back wasn't he Gardner yeah. was at right back yeah. Kieran Westwood in goal keeping out Minnelli Bar- Bardsley was persona on Grata by then as well wasn't oh, he oh yeah Bardsley was out and yeah. Catamull Catamull came on against West Brom but nah he, absolute bluffer everyone that I've ever spoken to that played under Paolo it's like they take a deep breath before you go so the time <laughs> yeah, under Paolo no, well, apart from Bardsley who didn't take any breath he just went <laughs> right okay bang straight in Uh Danny, who would your favourite manager be? Um, well, if you're looking at all the stats and stuff to go with them, obviously, you'd go Brucey. He was the one who sold me to Stoke. Um, <laughs> <so. laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, no grudges or anything, you know, this this happens. But um, I th- obviously, didn't they have a <laughs> finish 13th and 10th under him? I, you didn't mention ones. it, like. No. Um, <laughs> then you go around the list. Where do you go from there? Um, I think if you look at Jack Ross, um, the two games at Wembley last year, if you win, win the Czech Trade Trophy, win promotion, his status goes legend. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. you, if you put them two games, you know, 180 minutes, well, it wasn't even that, it was penalties and yeah. 90 minutes. Um, he wins both of them, then he's probably he's a cert for that slot. But then, you know, we're still in League One at this moment in time, so um, that's a tough one, really. Again, I've not I've played under Sam at, at West Ham. Um, Good character in and around the change rooms with the lads. You know he's he likes a laugh and a joke with the boys, but at the same time, when it's time to to switch on and you know get to work on the training pitch, he's got he's got that other side to him, which is a good trait to have. And the job he done as well in, in keeping him up that season. So probably go for Sam actually. I feel like I feel like I'm just like grasping hipster hamsters now, but like I really like Gus Gus Poyet. Like one of yeah. the. One of the best times of me supporting Sunderland was, I think, growing up, I was really lucky with Phillips and Quinn and 97, 98 was like my prime mid-teenage years of supporting Sunderland. But like everything's been kind of shite since then. But that, that small period from like Poyet coming in up until 
at the end of the season was class. Like the whole year was just mint. I know everyone. Well, speaking to lads who played under him, everyone spoke highly of him as he's well. Just, at the he was club just a great course. bloke, and I think some people yeah. just got him. Like mm. I think some people got him wrong, and I just I just really liked him. And like that, that miracle game. I mean, we didn't just win a few games. We beat like Chelsea, um, Man United. We got that draw to City when we should have won. When Vito uh, like bumbled it over the. Over yeah, there. Oh, it was horrible that one that happened because I, I thought he was napped it, and I was like, anyone but Vito. But he was all right. He came back and did really well. I, I would go Chris Poyet. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to Wembley. You can't you can't underestimate that, can you? He brought in a philosophy of trying to play good football, didn't he? He was one of the only managers I remember. He was... Well, he did until we got beat eight 0 of Southampton, and then he just went, "Oh my yes. God, we're shite." <laughs> Everyone just sit back and hope we get an nil nil. I'm going to put Connor actually. Wickham on the left wing. Yeah. We're going to like Jesus. try and get it to him now and again. He also brought in Buckley and Bridcut from Brighton. Yes. Liam Bridcut's Who? debut at St James's Park. Discuss. <laughs> why was he why was he Sergio Biscuits for like 90 minutes? <laughs> in the yellow strip. Like I remember looking at him going, I can totally understand why Lee Catmull's been dropped now. I can completely understand that because <laughs> Liam Bridcut This is, is next class. level. <laughs> He'll play like that again in a week's time. A midfield of like. key Bridcut and callback that day. Callback Callback against well. the Mags. That was a good day that. It was, right? Really good day, actually, because it was just a piss take for the entire day. Oh, we just hammered them all the way down about Wembley, no matter what the sank, we just Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. Yeah. And then we came all the way back and we were like 3 0, Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. And they punched a horse, or was that the game beforehand? Uh, they probably did. They but probably did, but not on camera that day. It just wasn't as surprising as the first time. Yeah. And as a former vegan, I'm very offended. Um, <laughs> so, I want a team of the decade, which is the bit I've been most excited for, to be honest with you. Um, so we'll, we'll go goalkeeper, and I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do this time is I'm gonna make you choose. Oh no, hang on. Oh no, it's fine. Kirchhoff is in there. Sorry. So you're gonna. I, was, I thought if Kirchhoff was gone there, I was gonna be like, right, I'm gonna have to let you choose who you want. Um, so goalkeeper, you've got four choices: Craig Gordon, Simon Mignolet, Vito Manone, Jordan Pickford. All great keepers, like. Is there no thing on how many games they've had to have played for the club or anything? No, or just. Because you obviously want to get Kirchhoff in there. No, I was going to say. <laughs> That's keeper. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to have played in the position. They haven't got to play like 50 games for the club yeah. or anything. No, no, just, just whatever floats your boat. Jan can do whatever he wants. Is he manager as well? <laughs> Same with Seb, really. Uh, I've got a thing for Seb as well. Everyone has a thing for Seb, don't they? I think so. It's Seb. You've got to, haven't you? Yeah. Nice lad. Beautiful boy. You're drifting away into a. Keep us, come on, here. keep us. Keep us. Yeah. Keep us. Yes, yes. Back on point. Who is the best looking son in the past decade? <laughs> David Vaughan. Um, <laughs> Brendan Calloway. Um, yes, goalkeepers, go, go ahead. Not the um, best looking one, just your favourite. Oh, they're all great keepers. I think um, just for what I remember anyway of consistency, I think Mignolet was just a cut above. I mean, I know it's a cliche people say he's a good shot stopper. That was the first time I actually realised what it meant by saying someone's a good shot stopper where he would just run in front of someone and block, like he would just... Ex- I thought you were going to say that he was bad on crosses because he was when he first came, he was horrific. Yeah, well, he, he looked where he, he sort of... And then he left and he, he went to Liverpool. And I remember first game of the season, I was in the pub. Liverpool was the saved early kick-off against Stoke and he saved a penalty and all of a sudden, in fact, we were all cheering in the pub mm-hmm. thinking he was going to like want to be the best keeper and he... Uh, Got dropped for Carrius, didn't he, <laughs> at Liverpool, which um, <laughs> wasn't the best for his career. But I think Mignolet stands out for me as a Sunderland keeper. As much as I want to say Pickford, because he's a uh, local lad and stuff, I think if he'd had a, another couple of years 
if we'd stayed up or whatever, easy he'd be up there. But just for consistency and um, I think points won. I, I'm just pulling this out thin air. I'd go for Mignolet every day of the week. Andy, uh, I think I've got the fondest memories of Manoni from that list, but I would go for Pickford because clearly played well enough and was good enough to bring in thirty million quid into the club. So there you go. You need that sort of thing now and again. Um, yeah, Pickford, Danny. And yeah, I'm going to agree. I'll go for Pickford in terms of probably I didn't play as many games as Mignolet. Um, yeah. I played it for Pickford was out on loan actually at Preston the season before he had the good. He got his number one spot here, and obviously as a centre half, usually get gauge your goal kicks and stuff. And I just remember this shelling it because he kicks a ball. It's a joke with the ball at his feet as well. I know keepers are obviously mainly judged on their handling and all that sort, of, but his distribution is second to none. Um, and obviously, as you say, he's great season here. Got his move. Uh, England's number one and yeah, a confident boy. And I'd go I'd go Pickford. Also Mignolet would be a close close call. Yeah, Jordan Pickford for me. Pickford. Um a few people say I've seen a few people when people have been picking teams a decade and people have been picking Pickford and people are saying, Oh, he was in a team that got relegated, he didn't do much. I'll just go back to his highlights reel from that season. The game mm-hmm. against Arsenal, I know we got beat 2-0 but he literally saved us from being beat by yeah. eleven. Like Pickford was there was so many games he was phenomenal. Leicester save against Bournemouth. Like I don't think we would have won many games at all mm. that season. It, no. I think it would have been a fifteen point season as opposed to a well maybe a ten point season as opposed to a twenty four if it wasn't for Pickford at points in, in JD. So yeah, Pickford, absolutely. And then we're going to right back. Um why did someone mention his name? Um so Sam I think it's gonna be an obvious choice this mate, to be honest. But Bardo um, Alan Hutton blast from the past Nedham or um, DeAndre Yedlin um, probably the easiest one of the lot for me Bardsley um, quite disrespectful that he's in the same list as Yedlin to be honest with yeah. me who <laughs> uh, can't take a throw in St James's but we'll let it go I remember that yeah that's why uh, yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that but um, Bardsley for me I'd, I'd, I remember when we are in the championship um, just thinking we needed a player like that and he'd still walk in our team now of mm. course he would he's playing in the Premier League but he's sort of that dying breed of footballers where he, he um, just a hard case really and uh, he'd, he'd run through brick walls by the looks of things happily maybe but um, no I'll, I absolutely loved Bardsley like when he was here I remember he scored the goal against uh, Man City when for some reason left back when he like he should have squared up but thought he'd turn into like Roberto Carlos and just bent us past Pantoma. Um no Bardsley, easy, easy choice that one, isn't it? Andy? Yeah, Bardsley, no contest. Next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny. Sure. Mm, yeah, go Phil. Yeah. You were sitting there thinking, Billy Jones, Billy Jones. Oh. Um, <laughs> for the record, Billy Jones is my least favourite something player of all time. Um yeah. As obvious as it could and there's be. That's quite a list of there's a hell of a list, but he just sits there at the top. Name like he's out the Beano. Like, <laughs> crap. Scored against the Mags and I still wasn't yeah. happy with it. <laughs> Premier League as well. Oh, God. That's just crazy. It's Bardo, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, got Bardo's. So, your centre-back options. So, obviously, you're choosing back, two at this point. Do you want to go left-back first? Right, we'll go left-back Oh, we're going across the line, all right. No, we'll go left-back first. That's just me. Me OCD's all <laughs> over the shop now, but it's all right. It's all right. Sorry. Um, the left-back's a bit more hotly contested. Remember, for years we didn't have a left back. I mean, technically we didn't because we didn't own half of them. Um, but left back's a bit more hotly contested. So, Sam, we've got uh, Rico, Kim Richardson, uh, Danny Rose, Danny, Danny Rose, Danny, Danny Rose, and Marcus Alonso, who is 
if I remember rightly, fucking better than Pat Reesevera. And Patrick Van Anholt, who wasn't a left-back for a few seasons and then suddenly turned really good. Oh, that's uh, not as easy as the Bardsley one. Um, oh, I can't really... When did Richardson... Was Richardson in this day? Richardson yeah. left about 2011. Did he? Was he yeah. right at the start? Um, I didn't really think of Richardson as a left-back, to be honest. I know that's sort of where he stopped playing, but... Um, no, I th- it's hard out of them because I think player-wise... I loved Alonso, and he still winds the mags up now, which is superb. But um, it's really, it's really bizarre to see your player of the decade as someone who was on loan. So, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 Sunderland to be 50% fair. Fifty percent of them are actually. Yeah, actually, seventy-five percent of the right backs were huh. Onoua, Hutton, and Yedlin. I think I'd go Alonso for player, but long uh, for being here the longest and. Doing more, I guess, because he was here longer, Van Anholt. Uh, like we were talking about the Everton game, he scored the free kick, he got us up and running. Um, defensively, I still don't know how he's a left-back. Um, I remember we sold him, when we used to call him Snake, we can remember when he left, and um, we played Palace the next game away. That absolute anomaly of a game across that. And I thought I seasons. thought we were going to get battered and we were winning 4-0 at half-time. That was the first away game where I could drink, so I can't really remember much of that, but... Um, uh, I think Alonso for player wise. Danny Rose deserves a shout, but I just lo- I love Alonso and I love how he still like tweets about Sutherland um, and the Mags despise him, which is always going to be funny. You talking about just drinking at this point, like in in like ten years time, you're going to come and do the next decade pod and be like, that was the first time I took heroin. Shows <laughs> me away because I couldn't bear to watch it anymore. Thompson <laughs> still in charge um, as we get beat off Boreham Wood. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would your left back be, Andy? I'm looking at this list and I kind of get my head around it. Um, we've, 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 <laughs> we've, we've struggled with full backs in general, haven't we, in this decade? Um, I'm going to say Alonso just because I, I, I honestly don't know, to be honest. He was in he was in that team that, that was you know one of the better teams that we had in the decade, um, even though he wasn't our player, but possibly Van Arnhold, but I'll, I'll go Alonso just in the absence of anyone properly good who belonged to us and was a yeah a proper left back so yeah Alonso technically the position that you were replaced in yeah well no obviously you mentioned Kieran and Kieran yeah. was in my time at the club and he was obviously more of a midfielder stroke left winger or whatever but got shunted back in when I was down the road um, I think I'd go Danny Rose I think on the time he was here he was obviously making a name for himself if you like yeah. coming alone learning his trade and, and doing well <laughs> Alonso came from Bolton, did he not? He'd been at Bolton, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, and he'd been he'd been at Bolton, and, but I think he's. Um, I, just, I just think he's developed and become a better player since he's been at Chelsea. Me, um, he looks more comfortable going forward, as does Patrick Van Arnold. Even when you watch him for Palace now, he looks yeah. more comfortable. Him and Schlupp rotating, but um, I just go for Danny Rose. I think it's sort of where it made him kickstart his career, if you like, and then obviously he's gone on to Spurs and done well back at home there I think it's really tough for me to choose between Rose and Alonso because I like them both and I think they're both as good as each other but I would choose for the same reason you chose Alonso um, over Danny Rose because he was in a better team mm. and I think maybe that's a disservice to Danny Rose because would Danny Rose have been better in that team I don't know but I'll go Alonso because I, I, I mean I remember Danny Rose being solid for us and us, us thinking collectively well we've got him for this year and that's it because yeah. Yeah, he ain't sticking around here yeah. he's better than this whereas Alonso we could have actually had we should yeah. have yeah 
Because he went, it? he went back to Fiorentina for a year and played at centre back in like a, th- a back three, a bit like Lawrence de Bock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very, a very different like, mind, yeah. but very similar. So you've got your centre back options. There's some decent ones. Uh, why is someone put Michael Turner in there? Um, he's there. So you've got choose, choose two. All right, we're going four four two. Right, like because even though football's moved on, football fans haven't. We, we haven't. still go four four two. Which means you've got like. Attacking midfielders on the left wing, basically. Right. Um, so you've got Michael Turner, you've got John Mensah, Anton Ferdinand, uh, John O'Shea, Wes Brown, Sebastian Quartes, um, Eunice Caboo, and uh, the good Lamine Coney, not the bad one. Not the bad one, not his brother. Um, I think one that stands out for me, although at the time I, I remember particularly people around me didn't rate him, and uh, it was John O'Shea. I think he'd, I think he. Yeah, he played quite well for us. Even in the years where it was obvious he wasn't, not good enough, but he wasn't fast enough to, or fit enough to play every game. He, he'd give it his all and he was, he was actually a, a really good reader of the game. Um, it's just unfortunate that his legs had sort of gone a bit. I think he sort of, the player that we're expecting, obviously lower level, that's what we're expecting from Ledbetter. It might not have panned out the same, but that's sort of the same player with... That's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, no, I think the standout for me is O'Shea. I, I, I quite liked watching him. I felt, I've never felt calm watching Sunderland defence uh, after Danny, anyway. Uh, uh, but, um, <laughs> too young to remember. <laughs> O'Shea on the ball, I always thought he was all right. So I think O'Shea and... I, I do want to see a corner, but the sort of... The, the bad corners. Yeah, I like think... Like Sambuca. Good idea when you first started. Bad idea. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's crazy that that was the same player who actually featured for us in the championship. But um, I think for the other one, I'd go Kabul. I love Kabul and half just for that. One of the best assists I've ever seen from, as you were saying, he decided to play left wing and then not even sort of just play the easy pass. He just thought, well, I'm here now, so I'm going to go for it and pinged it over the top of Fletcher and... For that reason, he's hero status for me. So, uh, Kabul and O'Shea would be my two. Now, fancy a Chris Coleman five at the back? No. No, I trust... with six kids, you know. I trust them that much, the two of them that didn't do it themselves. Good job. Andy? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been blessed with too many great centre-backs, have we, in the past decade? Um, O'Shea stands out from them again. Um, He didn't really do all that much wrong. He was unfortunate to be in a succession of pretty shitty teams. Um, under you know a series of managers, but he he was he was always there. He was a constant. Um, so I'd pick him. Um, I kind of I kind of want to just remember Cornier for when he was great. Yeah. For those few months, and for when he completely bodied Yaya Toure against Man City. <laughs> oh, that was a that time. Of the that was beautiful. Um, so I'm 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 errant towards Cornier. I'll sit. I'll go back to Mensa again and have Mensa for when he was great for, before he got injured every week, and then corner it and come on as a sub after twenty five minutes. That works, Danny. I'm going to trust your judgment, mate. Okay, mate. Well, John O'Shea. Yep, definitely John O'Shea. Time at the club, similar to Catamol, leader in the changing rooms. Seen managers come and go. Guess he looked after the changing rooms in his time here, and um, I'm going to put Cabal alongside him. I think um, close between the two. That's been mentioned, Coney as well, but. I think Kabul on his day, um, both on the day really, but Kabul for me, I think. Them two, that, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say so. So far, the Sunland, based on who we voted for, the Sunland Rugger Report team of the decade is Pickford and Goal, if I think that's right. Mm. Right back was Bardo, obviously. Left back, I think Alonso came up top. Would I be right in saying that? But we've all agreed 
with O'Shea alongside. Well, actually, you know what? Nah, it's going. To, I mean, you have chose it, so it's, it's going to be O'Shea and uh, and Kabul. But I'm going to take out O'Shea and put in John Mensah for the 20 minutes he was on the pitch. It was class. But I think based on overall choices, the back four reads as Bardo, Alonso, O'Shea, and Kabul. So we'll move on to left midfield with a bunch of people that kind of played left midfield. Oh, some choices in here. So you can choose one of each. You can choose, because most of them played on left or right midfield, so you can put them in any position you like. So choose your left and your right. right. Um, so you've got Steve Marbronk, uh, James McLean, uh, Wabi Kazri, Fabio Barini, Bolo Zenden, Cess, Jack Arini, and Aidan McGeady. Ooh. It's a tough one, this, since we're going with a uh, conventional four four two. But um, I, I think I'm going to say Malbron. I know he, I know he never really scored that many. Apart from I'm going to, I know you're going to shout Hull away. But um, it's the only league goal he scored. Was it the only? I maybe he missed a penalty. I remember that. Scored against but, Barrow as well. Oh, can he? Um, he was just so good to watch. He sort of like one of the only players I've watched where I know people say low centre of gravity, but he was sort of like nearly lying on the floor when he was dribbling past people. It was sort of bizarre, but um, I'd say Miles Brown put him on either side. I'm not just going off the song. He can play on the left or right. And um, I wanted to go Barini, but I don't think he can have a team without assessing it, really, because uh, yeah. we're still, like uh, we were talking earlier, haven't replaced Bardley. I think we've ever replaced Sesson Young like, remotely with an attacking midfielder or creative midfielder, so... Uh, Melbronk and Session Young for me with a close mention for Barini for particularly his on loan season but also he didn't do that badly once we signed him before he did quite badly so <sighs> Barini should never get back um, yeah, I do agree what were we thinking Andy? Um, Barini's my first choice out of those because at the time I don't know if it's, it's stuck quite so much but he was a proper proper cult figure yeah he was among Huge. the fans you know, we were all going around with with the, the hand in our mouths, the imaginary knife between the teeth and all that. We we all did that all the time. Yeah. At work, at home, at play. Um and he did scored they? that goal at Wembley as well. And the one against the Mags and the Bollards. Exactly. Yeah. There was loads and loads of great brainy moments. He never really fitted in when he when he signed permanently. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. We should have let it go. Nah, yes. And you know coming back. Lived on the memories, but um Barini's there. Uh second one it's between Malbronk and Sessegnon, but I'll go Sessegnon because, again, I think he's an underrated player for us. Um, re- really, really creative. Got some some really good goals. And um, it's uh, part of Sunderland that's gone now. Yeah, yeah. One Skill player you like could that. say that gets you off your feet. I mean, McGee does, but at a different level. Well, he did, um, yeah. but at a different different assess when mm. he got the ball. I mean, we talked about before about that Newcastle game when he got the ball and he was running at Stephen Taylor. I know we've all watched the back that David Vongo we've already discussed it, but watch how much Stephen Taylor shits himself yeah. when Sessegnon gets out. It's brilliant. He's literally panicking. It's like, oh, nah, not again. It's brilliant. Because you literally see his little droppings as he's shiting himself, like marching back to his own goal. But David Vaughan done him. Sorry. Yeah, those Can you tell two. I like that goal? <laughs> it's those two for me. Pro- proper quality players, yeah. Now, you played with a couple of them, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Steve Malbon. Um Did he smoke 40 fags a day? I've never seen him smoke, no. Oh, come no. on. <laughs> no. You've ruined the chocolate Quietest rumor. man in football. You, you're ruining the Marlboro rumor. <laughs> no, no I've, I've never seen him. Listen. Didn't roll in the, into the training ground with the Marlboro light on the go, no. <laughs> it was um, every time. No, but again, as Sam's mentioned there, um, 
technically probably the best player I played with in my time at the club. Um, put him in a phone box with three defenders with him, he'd still come out with the ball, you know. But end product, you mentioned he scored one goal. Um, obviously, I didn't know that stat before I came in, which is quite alarming for, the, for a lad of his ability. And um, Sessignon, very similar type of player, probably more end product, so I'm going to have to put him in. And I was thinking Kieran Richardson, I wouldn't class Kieran as a left back, I'd have probably played Kieran higher up on the left and um, obviously he went into the next decade after my time at the club um, scored the great free kick against the Mag as well yeah. didn't he I vaguely remember that <laughs> yeah so I'm going I'm to put Kieran left midfield and I'm going to go Session on right midfield can anyone remember the game when Kieran Richardson played at right wing against Chelsea and because obviously we beat them 3-0 so everyone mm. remembers on Aruba and the Jan and the mm. Zenden dance but Kieran Richardson had a quality game just on the wrong side of the yeah. position he's on mm. just marking out Ashley Cole, he was push the best left well. back. I pushed him over for the Daniel yeah, yeah, yeah. goal. Right? <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go um, Malbronk. So Malbronk gets in the team. Sessnion's obviously got the votes ahead of everyone else. Mm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bolo's ending. I just really Shared. liked him. I yeah. thought he was just mm. genuine quality. Like everyone remembers the Spurs goal, and he didn't play as much as he wanted. But you know, Brucey for some reason decided not to play. Probably the best midfielder at the club at the <laughs> time, in my opinion. Um, but when he played, he was just he was just class. Um, maybe an unpopular choice, but James McLean for that kind of six month period when he came in was he really like invigorated the club um, in that like kind of period that he had when he came against Blackburn because he just got the ball and ran. Yeah. The problem with McLean is after a while getting the ball and running, you kind of get figured out. But for that six month period, he was decent. Barini, if it wasn't for him returning, but I'll go I'll go Malbronk and Zenden. Um, but I think Malbronk and Sessignon are the, the winners of that. Midfield, there's a lot of good choices in midfield, Sam, right? So you've got Katz, Yanamvia, Sully Montari, Key, Callback. Callback? Why is Callback there? Is Callback there? Where's, where's, where's Lorik Karner? Yeah. Why is Callback in there? Is he suspended? I'm changing that. I'm not having yeah, him. Yeah, please do. It's only Absolutely not a chance. Like not just because of what he did. It just he, was, he wasn't that good, was he? No, he no. really wasn't. Um, so we'll put Lorik Sano in, which I think was in this decade, wasn't it? He signed in. Bruce, he signed him. Yeah, Bruce, he signed oh, him. That's right. Oh, nice. So he season. just comes so in. Just come in so Lorik Sano goes in there. Jan, beautiful, big German Kirchhoff. Uh, Jordan Henderson, <laughs> unreal. Um, Seb Larson, love Seb. Who would be your, who would be your middle two? Just two. Hmm? Oh, see, that, this is probably the only one I've had to think about for more than 10 seconds without going, <laughs> actually. Um... I've got to see a cat, obviously. I can't see a player of the decade and then not put them in the team. Um, you could. Said, it would just be weird. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> be that. Mvia um, and Kirchhoff are quality. I don't upset you. Uh, and not, not, and not give Kirchhoff a mention. I do agree. Um, but I think out of them for consistency and sort of how long he was here... and. It, I don't know if I just sit in a negative part of the ground, as I mentioned with O'Shea, but I remember Larson actually used to get quite a bit of stick, especially at the home games. Jealousy. People just yeah, if he's, if he's looks and whatnot. Yeah. I think Catamol and Larson, for me, with shout-outs, definitely, to Mvia and Kirchhoff, because if we'd, have, if we'd kept them two, them two as the holding midfielders or whatever would have been something special, but for my team, I think Catamol and Larson, definitely. No Rodwell, no? Again, no. He might, he might get on the bench if he wants to. He might, he might not want to sit on the bench. Actually, but, no, that, uh, that was unfair on Johnny Williams. I feel bad. John, there's nothing wrong with Johnny Williams. He, just, no. he was just sad and he wanted some dogs. Oh, I hope he got a bit emotional if I think about that. I hope he got those dogs. 
I hope he, I hope he did. I haven't yeah. even touched on there's that. A, there's an Ian Gill on the PC now. There's a Johnny Williams simulator game. What? Yeah. You know, like them farming simulators. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's def. I'm, I might have dreamt it. There's, there's a Johnny Williams one. <laughs> Do you really just make it if you haven't? Uh, oh, it's like that Red Dead Redemption two goes on and on for forever practically, but you just sit at home and just playing just, FIFA and and hanging out with your dogs Williams. and that eating crisps. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I probably getting, did dream that actually. Getting hair transplants. Let's move on. <laughs> he was always he was canny though, wasn't he, Johnny Williams? He's he's a canny lad. Oh, aye. we all want, we all want like, the best for him. As devastated as I was when Charlton scored, it was like, oh, bless him. Okay. Well, he's Ollie McBurney beard now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's injured again, by the way. Obviously, but I was going to say by the time this gets released, he's probably fit, but he's not going to be fit. <laughs> is he? He's going to be injured again. Um, God, sorry, Johnny. Sorry, mate. If you're listening, you were all right. It was just, it was just a shame. Just, just the yeah. way it was, mate. Darren Gibson, unlucky not to be mentioned. Um, <laughs> God, see, I've been driving in my car. Boop, 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 crash. Um, <laughs> Andy, what were you choosing again? Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I was just fixing it out of Johnny Williams there for a minute. Um, Cat and World Cat got to be in there, really, hasn't it? Because just persistence. Um, uh, the second one. I like how it's not lowly, it's persistence. It's persistence, yeah. Stuck around when everything was shaped. Yeah, just couldn't shift them. Um, I'm kind of going towards him, Villa, because that season he had was fantastic. And I'm still, as I've said before, I'm still mourning that um, that team. Oh, God. Um, Catamore. And, I mean, Henderson had some great, great performances. He was obviously going to be something special from when he got into the team. Oh, um, I'm going to go Cats and Henderson. Good midfield. The midfield that beat Chelsea through North Stamford Bridge. Mm. Danny, you know some of these, don't you? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to choose them, are you? Or are you going to go against the grain and upset you? No, no. Obviously, a few that's been better. Cats, I'll have to slot in there again. Time at the club and um, games played and etc. You know, good times, not too many. Bad times, plenty. But um, Seb Larson, I'll put in alongside him. Catch your ball winner type. Seb, technically, pick a pass, tidy on the ball, put them two in there. Perhaps not power in the big physique. MV will bring that to the team or... One or two others could be mentioned. Christian Bassier. Oh, God, Christian Bassier, <laughs> Jesus. Even though he's really blank there, isn't he? Very. Um, um, Yaya Toure esque. Yeah, a bit like Yaya Toure. Better than Kirchhoff or? No one. Big Jan's not got a mention here, has he, really? After. Well, they were just everyone's waiting for So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll, I'll go I'll go Catamol and Seb Larson. So I'll go for those two in there. Cats and Seb. Cats and Seb. Cats and Jordan. Cat and Jordan. I don't think obviously my Jordan just come into the team in my time, so it was at the end of that scene, but he was playing out on the right hand side. Yeah. I think he wasn't really a centre yeah. midfielder in the time when I was at the club, you know. I kinda believe Jan and Vila's not even been chosen. Because my shtick all along has been hipster choices. And I was I was definitely tempted by Key, then I remembered he's a mag. So yeah. forget that. Um I'm gonna go with just two players who are just I think would be a really good luck in midfield. Um <laughs> Jan, obviously. You've got the kind of like brushed blonde hair, big blue eyes, very, very tall. Um, and then you've got Seb, who is just a stereotypical, beautiful Swedish man. Um, and I just think it would be a really good look at midfield. So I think by by default, that means it's Cats and Seb in midfield. And Vila hasn't got one vote. I almost thought I'd give him a shout out. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned in the I feel bad about that. I think it's just because he wasn't around long enough. I think that's what yeah. it is. The longevity yeah. wins in this one. It does. I think, I think it comes been. into it. I think mm-hmm. yeah. he should have been here for longer, but will not. So that makes our midfield: Steed, Sess, K, 
Cat and Seb. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's all right. It does a job, doesn't it? Yeah. Strikers. Kind of much of a choice here. Um, we've got Darren Bent, the Caribbean king himself, Kenwin Jones, Danny Welbeck, Asamoah Jean, Stevie Fletcher, Connor Wickham, Anders Hergel, um, Jermaine Defoe, and Josh Madger. Will Greg missing? <laughs> He's been, He's been removed. Don't um, know why. Don't know why. The sort Lou, of was grabbing on there. I know. Going against a grain that I know he's an arsehole. James Vaughan. He genuinely could have been. Oh, James Vaughan. You know what? I, Jesus. James Vaughan. I travelled. I did the full Scottish tour of <laughs> St. Johnson, which is a really not good place, if I'm honest with you. I'm sure the residents love it, but I didn't. I went to St. Johnson. I went to bloody Livingston. Livingston's an hour away from the ground, right? Like, when you get off, it's called the Tony Macaroni <laughs> Arena. Brilliant. They call it the spaghetti hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's brilliant but it's a hell of a walk and I did Hibs we drew 2-2 two, two against Hibs Vaughan was crap Livingston no he, you know what I tell a lie he didn't play he played only against St Johnson and he missed a penalty in the first five minutes and we were 3-0 down within half an hour my abiding memory of James Vaughan is that match when um, we'd, we'd done our three subs and he got injured with about oh, 10 minutes aye. to go and he ran around with basically with one leg <laughs> And, uh, no one really the, noticed. The only, the only thing it could have achieved was to make the injury worse. And we were like, "Yes, go on, James, <laughs> go on, son, go on." Turn that grade two a, into a grade three. You could be out for a month after this. God. <laughs> he was number five hundred thousand. Was spent on him. Uh, got him from Berry. He was like top scorer, wasn't he? Ah, he cost double the price of Eddie McGeady. Oh, He's got twenty-four goals in League One. I remember being like, "Yeah, but it's League One." Jesus. Now League One's really yeah. hard to get out of. <laughs> <laughs> back now then. Really hard. hard. Uh, I am surprised Graben's not on the list, mind. Say what you want. He, he knew that no, I was. agree. If Madge's on there, I was going to say. Fraser Campbell, no, not really. Time oh, I liked Fraser. I liked Fraser because the of the game when after we sold Darren Bent, he was on the chairs yeah. at Blackpool, giving it Yaldi. I think everyone likes Fraser. I like Fraser Campbell. Where's he at now? Huddersfield. Mm. Back oh, yeah. in his hometown saw, club, any? I, so. I think it's Huddersfield. I think the strikers to get back on point. I've, I've, I've veered off a lot. I think we're probably about four hours deep now, aren't we? It's actually Christmas Eve. Um, it's the twenty second for the point of recording. Um, there's only two choices, I think, really. But who? Where would you go, Sam? Since you were like three years old when um, Stephen Fletcher played for us, apparently. Uh, no, um, you know how you sort of asked who you. Well, you might not be, but everyone's got sort of their favourite Sunderland hero. And quite a lot of people's is either, well, usually Phillips mm-hmm. or Quinn or whatever. The sad thing about mine is, is mine, I don't like to say it, but it's always been Darren Bend, because that's when I first started going where he was scoring and scoring. But um, oh, was Nothing quite... sad about that at all. That's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. Uh, no, it's, it's nice to admit it, actually. But um, Did you have the same feeling? I mean, you won't really remember it when Kevin Phillips scored against us for Villa. And I remember the whole ground just went, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was horrible. But when Darren Bent scored against us for Burton, it was like you fucking arsehole. Yeah, like immediately was, yeah. afterwards, I was one shouting that as well. So <laughs> when Phillips scored, it was like, oh well, shit, and it was like, oh well, shit, and we're being relegated by the go- the guy who left for more money, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly not. Apparently he didn't. Apparently he didn't. But no, but I think Bent left around 2011 or something. 2011. So yeah. it's sort of hard to. Although we've included someone who was on loan, so why can't he get in? <laughs> um, I think for me, Jean and, well, obviously Defoe. Defoe was the one that, well, I, I don't know your opinion, but I think he, he cemented his place and 
Jean or for me, since I didn't put him on the wing, Barini would have been a good shout for me up front because I think yeah. Barini sort of deserves deserves to be in there or definitely uh, one of the three substitutes. But um, I think Jean and Defoe for me. I, the sad thing is if Madger had stayed and would got promoted or whatever, I think Madger could have really been that sort of young lad who we've got for years, goal scorer. So uh, Fletcher deserves a shout. I remember when he first joined, he scored in so many games in a row. He was great before he got injured. He was. He, I remember, he, was it his debut, Swansea away? Swansea away, he got two. Yeah, yeah he scored a few good goals. Um, he scored West Ham away, he scored loads, and then he sort of picked off a bit, but um, he's, he's doing a good job still in the championship for Chef Wade. Um, no, I think out of that list anyway, Shannon definitely Defoe, yeah, for me. Andy? Um, it's Defoe, obviously. The first one, uh, the second one, I've got to go with Darren Bent, even though it ended on a sour note. That, that, that time when he was playing for us was the best we'd seen anybody up for instance, Phillips. Um, and it kind of felt a bit like a blessing at the time because Sunderland don't have players that score that many goals yeah. Yeah. like uh, Phillips and, and, and Bent went on to do. So even though it ended sourly, he was a complete hero when he played for us. So I'm going to go Bent Absolutely. and JD. Danny? I'm going to go... Jermaine Defoe, obviously. Yeah. And also, I'm going to go Darren Bent. Um, Bentley came in. Steve Bruce brought him in. I might say my last season, my last three games at the start of the season. Yeah. Bentley <laughs> scored the first one. We beat uh, Bolton one nil away. Header at the far stick. I was there. I remember Same it, game. yeah. And he kicked on from there. Um, training, very good finisher. Um, good at in and around the box. Um, Kenwin, obviously, has been mentioned on his day I think Kemin is a handful I think John Terry's probably mentioned before hasn't he yeah, the John toughest Terry, player yeah. he thinks he's played against but Kemin could have them days and other times he could, you know what I mean if he didn't quite fancy it um, Stephen Fletcher handful not the biggest but good in the air so there's a few in there but I think we're going to go JD and Darren Bent for me I mean JD and Darren Bent have won it so just for shits and giggles I'll say Charlie White <laughs> um, Charlie White and... got a few to choose from because um, if I'm going with hipster choices all the way through then I just agree with you and I've just ruined the facade haven't I Scott um, Scott no because I, I don't think Scott had the fair opportunity no who's really really shit I'm just keep thinking back to the championship season I just keep thinking of Lewis Graben who do we bring in to replace Lewis ah Ashley Fletcher I'll go with Charlie White and Ashley Fletcher up front <laughs> dynamite we get at least five goals across the decade <laughs> from either of them no it will be bent in there it will be bent in default um, right so I think by choice of the experts that we claim to be um, we've gone with the goalkeeper was Pickford right back was Bardo left back was Alonso centre backs O'Shea Kabul right wing was Sess left wing was Malbronk Katz and Seb in the middle I can't believe no one else chose Kirchhoff and bent into four front. Not a bad team, is it? Good team, that, yeah. Good team, that. Yeah. Say that today, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. I would take the championship team of today. At mm. the minute, actually, no, that's a lie. No, no, I'm you talking I was going to say. I'm talking <laughs> utterly. Um, so before we sign off, because um, I think we've been going a good four hours, I'm going to ask your prediction, and it can be as outlandish and weird as you like, for where we'll be, or where you predict we'll be, this time next decade. You start with me. <laughs> yes. So in two weeks' time, you mean? The new <laughs> yeah. So we'll still be getting abuse on Twitter. I'll tell you that for now. I think the obvious answer is in the Premier League. Um, is it? <laughs> the hopeful, I should have said. Have you started that heroin really early. 
the Ryman's, the Ryman's, <laughs> the Ryman's. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll be we'll be at Wembley in the FA Vars. <laughs> the, the mental thing is, I, I don't know. We could literally, we could be top four in the Premier League or bottom three in League Two. For, yeah. I'm going to go the hopeful. It's Christmas, so why not say uh, Premier League? Probably not under Phil Parkinson, but weirder things have happened uh, with Will Grigg. Is our Billy Shaw. In 10 years' time. <laughs> 37 year old Will Griggs. <laughs> as the manager, then we'll go for, we'll go for Grigg as the manager. You've been playing way too much football manager, man. <laughs> Kennedy back as you on the left wing. Um, Andy? Um, well, I was watching a thing this morning which said 10 years ago, Norwich had just lost 7 1 at home to Colchester in League One. Under Paul Lambert. And Southampton were 13th in League One. So anything's possible. So I think 10 years from now, Premier League minimum. Mm-hmm. We might be in some kind of intergalactic league by then, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think we'll be back in the Premier League and I think we'll look back and laugh fondly at the time when the owner of the club tried to hardball Dell Computers. <laughs> oh God, that that actually happened in this decade. Remember when everyone thought, oh, Our insurance that. salesman chairman oh, tried to hardball man. Dell Computers, yeah. Hello, we'll look Michael. back and we'll <laughs> laugh. And we'll still all be parasites, um, yeah. allegedly. Danny? I'm going to finish on a positive Christmas spirit and all that. <laughs> <coughs> Was he laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been positive. Yeah. Everyone's been positive. Uh, and I'm just sitting there thinking, <coughs> leaving me with yeah. like the really bad No, as you say, I mean, <clears throat> you know, if we're sat here now at the minute, it doesn't look great, but I'm um, sat mid-table in League One. Think positive. Um, hopefully the backing comes in at some stage. The fans stay on board as much as they can. And the right man comes in and gets the club going in the right direction again and top 10 in the Premier League I think love it love it yeah I think we'll be in League 1 I think Max Powell will still be in midfield he'll still have one good game in 5 and then he might be captain permanently by that point Aidan McGeady will be do you know the McDonald's I think Stuart Donald will still be thinking about doing podcasts but not really doing podcasts telling some people he doesn't want to do podcasts but will do a podcast Charlie will 100% still vote Conservative and we might have been taken over by, um, I think we'll be taken over by the band Creed. You know the band Creed? <laughs> I think they'll come into a lot of money. I was going to say that as well. And we'll, we'll come out on the pitch to, <laughs> to my sacrifice. <laughs> and you'll just, like, as the players are coming, we'll be, I, I said we'll be in League One, but I think we'll be second in League One, That's I think we'll kick it off. We've been doing yeah. really well. I think Peterborough will be top because they always do that thing where they play really well. I think, and I don't want to be too positive here because it doesn't suit my demeanour that I've had throughout the pod. Um, I think we might might have a chance of signing Marcus Madison by that point, <laughs> and I think it'll coincide the signing of Marcus Madison when he's forty three. For two point five million pounds, he's released clothes because Dara won't let him go for anything yeah, less yeah. than that. He's told us many times. Um, we'll coincide with Creed buying the football club, and I think rather than having the team coming out to dance of the nights or whatever, we'll come out by then. It'll just be my sacrifice, and it'll just be Marcus Madison by himself, <laughs> and you'll just hear the, the faint guitar, and it'll just be that, and then it'll just be. Um, That'll be it, yeah. And we'll, keep the we'll, faith, everyone. Something to forward to. Keep the faith, keep Frida, it. coming. <laughs> well, we've been the Walker Report Pod. <laughs> this has been the big fat pod of the decade. And uh, Danny, thanks very much. Pleasure, I enjoyed it. Thanks very much, Sam. No, thanks for having us on. Thanks very much, Andy. Thanks for having us. See you in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.